I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Today, Allison, we're going to talk about making water. (laughs) No, that's what we talked about last week. Okay, update from last week. Did you try it? No. Allison. I can't. It's t- I have a shy bladder. Allison, you had one job, and that <laughs> job was supposed to pee on your feet in the shower like a normal human being. I'm not a normal human being. <laughs> you're, I know. You're my special little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to free yourself, bud. I, you know, I'll work on it. I'll keep that as my homework. Ongoing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to check back in that. Anyway, that's not the kind of water that we are talking about here today. What kind of water are we making this week? Um, some fresh, shitty, (laughs) Florida swamp water. Oh, boy. Ugh. This is season six, episode thirteen, Agua Mala. Uh huh. Bad water. Bad, bad water. <laughs> Allison, do you have uh, the Netflix description? I sure do. Uh, so, season six, episode thirteen, Agua Mala. As a hurricane bears down on the Florida coast, the agents search for a sea monster that Arthur Dales believes is responsible for the disappearance of a couple and their son. <laughs> I, you know, this um, episode was kind of ruined for me because I just Googled Aguamala and it is the scientific name of the Portuguese man o' war. Mm-hmm. So, oops, it's a jellyfish. Whoopsies. The monster's a jellyfish the entire time. A bad jellyfish. Did you remember who Arthur Dales was? Who? Arthur Dales, the man they go to see? N- no. He's the founder of the X-Files. Really? Yep. <laughs> that old man in the house coat in that trailer, he founded the X-Files. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, we first saw him in season five, Traveler. Uh, oh, he was in that episode where, like, it was just a flashback, right? Yeah, Mulder was, like, real young. Oh, and Mulder was a little baby. Uh-huh. Oh, God. How are we supposed to remember all these old white people? I don't know. It's impossible. Like, I felt like I should have known him, but I really didn't care to find out exactly why. Yeah, that's mostly how I feel watching the X-Files. And Chris Carter, like, adds random characters that are like, hey, you should know this person, maybe... Maybe I've shown you them before, but maybe not. And then I just don't care. Yeah, you know, after enough times, it's kind of like Charlie Brown with the football. <laughs> Whoops, gonna pull that character right out of it, put him right in the fridge, just fridge him. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm done with them now. I have played with my toys and they can go away. <laughs> okay, we start with a big hurricane Uh uh-huh it's very rainy and it's in florida and there's two people a woman and a little kid right yeah a little boy 
And they're... What a, I don't... Okay. It's... This whole episode is just so dark. Yeah. So they're in a laundry room. Yeah. And they're trying to batten down their hatches. <laughs> is that the technical term? Uh-huh. The hatches need to be battened down. What are the hatches? What's a hatch? Yeah. What that just, hatch do, though? It's just any kind of portal to the outside. A portal? <laughs> yeah. You know, like a like a door or a window. Okay, okay. And and Batten is just, like, putting wood across of it, right? I guess. I guess. Okay, and then, and then, so they're trying to do that. And then what's coming, what's coming out of, like, the little pipey thing at the bottom sea of water. the floor? Seawater. So the idea of this episode is that seawater has backed up into the sewer system. Okay, as one does. Uh-huh. And then... Does the mom know that, like, something is coming? Is Or, like, is she trying to protect her son? Or, or what's going on? Yeah, the mom knows that something's out there because it got the dad. And she's trying to, like, tell the son that it, the dad is going to be fine, even though she already knows he's oh. dead. And she's trying to pour washing machine water onto the seawater to, like, nullify it. Now, can I say... Oh. There's one yeah. thing that backs up through your sewer system before seawater does. And you know what that is? It's sewage. It's <laughs> so they really just they skipped that step. They already had that brown water, though. They already had the brown out. Mmm. God. So they're marine biologists, correct? Yes. Okay. And that's why she wants to pour fresh water on the sea creature, the jellyfish. I guess, because she that- knows that'll, like, kill it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, she puts her son, she presses her son, like, scooches him in behind the washing machine, and she's pulling the washing machine. Yeah, and she's like, push. Push. I don't think washing machines are that heavy. No, they're really are not. They? No. <laughs> I mean, it was, to be fair, it was full of water at the time, which would have made it heavier. I know, but, like, I don't know. Maybe it's the weak... The weak marine biologist little noodly arms that they got going on. <laughs> that their son inherited. Uh. <laughs> hey, my brother-in-law is a marine biologist. All he does all day is, like, gather his primitive clams that he's growing in his basement. Gross! <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> he gr- he's growing primitive clams in his basement? Well, okay. In the basement of Uvic. Okay. But, but could you imagine? Just have a little clam farm in your basement. Primitive clam farm. Not even the good clams. Fresh clams for sale. Groom in my basement. <laughs> hey, you want no. my basement clams? <laughs> Come down the stairs. The Come the see chowder. my primitive clams. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and so I I expect uh you know marine biologists they're not real they're not real hefty like no they they're not really rough tough except for the dolphin ones the ones who study the dolphins oh they're so sleek and muscular <laughs> why are they like that <laughs> because they know that out of all marine creatures dolphins can fight back yeah that's true and they will they'll fuck you up <laughs> they'll also just fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be strong to work with the dolphins. <laughs> or they won't respect you. <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it? Gaining respect. <laughs> Do you think those primitive clams respect your brother-in-law? 
Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone or anything respects my brother-in-law. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's not true. That's not true. I'm sure the primitive clams are really impressed with his, like, you know, vascular system. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad works with gooey ducks. Ah, yes. Mm, another bivalve. Uh-huh. They're, okay, are they the most seductive of all sea creatures? They're certainly one of the most phallic. Oh, God. Allison, is this a good chance to tell our listeners about my new favorite show? Uh, sure. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it is. Go for it. The, the Great the great British Pottery Throw-Off? I think that's what it's called. Wow. <laughs> Allison, it's so horny. It's so horny. I need to know all about it. Okay, so, uh, friends, if you're a fan of the Great British Bake Off, you have to go check out the Great British Pottery Off. If there's only two seasons. They did cancel it. It didn't have a big following. <laughs> but it's just... It's a lot of middle-aged people just working these shafts of clay, of wet oh, clay. God. And you would think that, like, you know, they're, they're, it's, the, it's the British, so they're not, like, they're not going to be real saucy about it. But every other, like, talking head interview is comparing how pottery is pretty much like sex. What? I, Allison... They have to pull, they have to pull handles for like little pots and teacups, and it's just them jerking off the clay. Oh no, you told me to watch this. I did tell you to watch it, you need to, and everyone else who is listening needs to stop this episode, because you know what, it's not going to be great, and to watch this this fucking show. Oh, I don't even like, I don't want to watch people fucking lubing up some clay shafts. No, you got to, Allison. You have to. It's so oh. good. What if it's your thing, though? What, what if it is my thing? <laughs> You'll that never could be know my until thing. you try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I bet the listeners thought, oh, these two jackasses are going to talk about, like, tentacle shit. And that's going to be the thing that's going to trigger me, trigger me to jerk off. But no, it's clay, Fooled motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, let's get back to this episode. Oh, fine. Um... There's a the cat. kid dies, right? Oh, okay. What? No, not yet. Not the cat. Not the no, cat yet. The cat. But there's a cat. The cat's behind the dryer or behind oh. the washer. The mom tells the kid to get behind the washer and push. He's like, "But mom, Reggie's back here, and there's a little kitty cat." <laughs> Reggie is new. That's the cat's name. Yeah, it's Reggie. Oh, Reggie. You scamp. <laughs> they couldn't um, push over the washing machine because of their weak marine biologist muscles mm -hmm. and so they all die yep they get eaten by the the chris carter's tentacle hentai monster mm, yes because he nasty he's so nasty now is this the inspiration for like the bad dragon dildos because i'm pretty sure that person who made those mm, watched this episode oh definitely definitely they're like <laughs> oh man you want to fuck a portuguese man of war from the x-files i can make it happen <laughs> you chris this is chris carter's inspiration too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Let's go to this oldest man alive, oh, who God. is who is the guy that you said is important to, like, an episode in season five. He founded the X-Files. 
Oh, he founded the X Files. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay, this whole episode was the worst. Oh yeah, it sure was. For many reasons, but the most obvious reason that is even at the beginning of this episode is it is incredibly dark, but the sound mixing is just constant rain mm-hmm. and wind yeah. muffling everything. I mean, honestly, the writing wasn't very good either, so it doesn't really mean it's fine that it was muffled. It was very bad. I just couldn't even hear any of the bad writing to even comment on it. Yeah, that's fair. So the they go visit the oldest man alive. What's his name again? Arthur Dales. And what is he what's his whole deal? He's the founder of the X Files. Okay, you said. <laughs> Why does he want Mulder and Scully? I guess because it's a mystery, he, right? Yeah, he got a call, a distress call from that family that got ate by the hentai monster. And he's needed someone to come look at it. So he called Mulder and Scully to come out in the middle of a hurricane, take a look. And he's like an old crazy man in a trailer who's drunk all the time. <laughs> and he talks about farting in a windstorm, which is pretty good. And he calls someone a dumb fathead. Which is also very good. He also, there's also some weird, like, sex, old man sexual harassment going on between yeah. him and Scully. Yeah, <sighs> there sure is. I hated it. It's weird because one of the underlying things that this old man is saying is, like, Mulder, you have to trust your partner. And if I had a partner like Scully, I wouldn't have quit the X-Files. But then he's like... He says that at the end of the episode. Oh. At the beginning, he's got a deep skepticism towards her that we've all felt from an old white man at some point in our lives. <laughs> Multiple, just, even. Just constantly. Just, like, expecting that we have no idea what we're talking about, even when we very much do. This is also when um, we are introduced to Mark Snow's goofy fan pan flutes again. Oh, you know, I have to give him credit for the weird, like ocean sounding noise that he used when you see the the tentacles yeah because i did think that was good (laughs) it's still a little goofy though oh yeah this whole episode was 100 percent goof troop too goofy okay Mulder and skelly go into the house of the marine biologists Uh uh-huh and um they go in and they get stopped by a police officer and you know who this police officer is no i do not it's scully what? It's Scully. Oh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even... It was just too dark and too noisy. I couldn't even, like... I couldn't even distinguish what what he was. I just saw his, like, little flat-top haircut and had to look him up, oh and I was like, God. yeah, it's Scully. Oh, all flat-top. There's just some characters, there's some character actors who just always need to be cops, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the case. So, this police officer, the other better Scully, uh, he basically thinks they're breaking and entering, but they're not. He's like, oh, we're FBI. And basically, I don't... Okay, there's this weird dynamic between Mulder and Scully and the Florida police. Yeah. Do you, did you feel it? Oh, yeah, for sure, where they're, like, very, like, uh, dismissive of the Florida police and their advice about what to do and not do in a hurricane. 
Yeah, and even there's a point where Mulder and Scully are like driving somewhere, and there's a police officers who are like, "Hey, this road is fucking closed because it's flooded." And Mulder and Scully are very mad that they can't drive on this flooded road. Yeah, they're really like, you know, we know what we're doing. We're FBI agents. Like, if you were, if you showed up in the middle of a hurricane, like we're FBI agents, I'd be like, "No, you're fucking not." We're gonna shoot the water out of the way. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. So the same thing happened with this this sheriff is they're getting like he's basically saying, "Hey, there's a fucking hurricane. It's not safe here." Um, I don't know why you're trouncing around. It, it, you pretty much did break and enter. You didn't have a warrant or anything. Uh, get the fuck out of here. And they get real saucy with it. They do. They're very upset at being told what to do by the proper local law enforcement. <laughs> It's like they didn't even touch base with the sheriff saying, hey, something is going on here. So we're going to check it out. Hey, jurisdiction, Allison. Jurisdiction. I tell you. And then the law, <sighs> you know, the, the police officers played as like a real like big old fool. Yeah, he is. It's it's that. Well, I mean, they leaned heavily into the Florida stereotype. Yeah, which I mean. Yes, but. As in many other, let's say, quote unquote, yokel states. Yes. There is an immediate image, just like what we talked about with West Virginia. There is a media image of what that state, who, what kind of population that state has. And because of the media um, depiction, yeah. Depiction, representation, then it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of gross it's still gross and yeah. i know florida hey florida's a bad state maybe the worst state but <laughs> i yeah. just don't i'm tired i'm tired of all these like hoo-ha representations of like states look people. i know some real decent people from florida and that's a fact right right yeah there's people in florida who are doing good hard work especially in the face of like just awful awful awfulness so like it probably doesn't help them yeah and don't get me wrong like this there's lots of terrible old white men in florida as well but if that's all you see of florida well you're gonna get the idea that it's just all terrible old white men there's also alligators yeah there are don't let's not forget the alligators shall we let let's not forget the alligators and all the fucking like pet Burmese pythons that are just fucking released into the wild there so the forests are like crawling with them just fucking swerving around can I tell you my favorite episode of Naked and Afraid was in the Everglades oh tell me about it it was just like Naked and Afraid is always kind of amazing but usually they're like (laughs) somewhere that's quote unquote exotic that they have to survive but in this episode they were just in the Everglades and they gave up very quickly well, I mean, the Everglades is a big fucking terrifying swamp with everything that can eat you. Yeah, and I, I mean, they're camp basically washed out, like, every night. I want to say that the Everglades is Australia of America. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> just a lot of... A lot of things that can bite and or eat you and just miserable. It's just miserable there. (laughs) (laughs) But good food, man. Oh, yeah. Everglades food? Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Okay. The Florida has three things. Swamp, old conservative people, 
and Disneyland, Disney World, Disney World, Disney World. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the three things it has, right? And two of those are good. <laughs> now, hey, Allison. Now we're the ones stereotyping a state. Oopsie, <laughs> oopsie, doodle. Well, we can stereotype ourselves. What's BC like? Um, vape, yoga moms, and pretentious coffee houses oh no wait oh i forgot unaffordable housing and weird religious sects oh yeah really weird yeah that's that's pretty much us yeah i guess mountains uh, right you know they're there okay let's also talk about cool stereotypes because we're about to come upon a ponst uh another group yay um scully the police officer is going to go check out these apartments. And he says, hey, you know what? I think someone's in here. So he's checking on them. And then he come. Okay. This, hey, mm-hmm. this did pook me. And by <laughs> pook, I mean, I did, I did laugh a little bit. Oh, good. Can you explain to the listeners what, what, what Scully, the police officer, sees? Yes. So he comes into the caretaker's apartment. Um, and he goes into the washroom. And the caretaker is, like, basically turned into a jelly man just sitting on the turlet. <laughs> and there's uh, jelly tentacles all moving around inside of him. That's the worst, bro. <laughs> Sometimes Just I feel like taking that. a shit. You're taking a shit, and then like jelly all comes up in you. Just comes up right inside. You know that's how I feel when I'm on the toilet long enough for my legs to fall asleep. <laughs> oh no! Hey, why don't we have like padded toilet seats? Is that a thing? Uh, people do. Do they? Never been to an old lady's apartment? No, never. I hate old ladies. They have the, like, the puffy, the puffy toilet seats. How are those? Have you tried them out? Well, the plastic is very sharp. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So if you, if the, if the, if it splits, it just gets you right up in that tokus, right? Oh, yeah, right in there. But if, is it cushy enough? Yeah, like, it's cushy. Does it, you feel? It's got some bounce to it? I guess. I don't, you know, I'm fine with a regular plastic one. Are you? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. You need to, you need to innovate. I just, I just think, man, we have been shitting on a shitter forever. Like, the toilet hasn't made any technological advances in, like, hundreds of years. (laughs) That's true. I'm bored of it. Why don't we go back to the chamber pot? Like, artisanal chamber pots. (laughs) Oh, I have a copper, a copper uh, artisanal chamber pot, but I had to season it well. We had to put it in the oven. Oh, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a homemade god robe. <laughs> oh, you know what? See, I think that the chamber pot could be good because, I mean, we're going into the age of like having basically little menstrual chamber pots up your hoo hoo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally menstrual chamber pots. Those- those little diva cups. Yeah. Right? So if if we can handle those, we could probably handle the big boys. I wonder if there's like some kind of like, because obviously a little cup is not going to hold the volume that's coming out of your rear. Um, but no, if there's some no. sort of like... Oh, I see what you're going to say. Go on. Some sort of balloon? <laughs> Where you can just kind of like insert the end up your asshole. Oh. Uh, and then it, it fills and fills and fills and it's expandable. And then when you're done, you just kind of tie it off. And kind of tie it off. And where'd you put it? 
Where do you put it, Alice? Well, I think it's like it's like kind of a biodegradable balloon. Oh, so you you bury it. (laughs) You bury it in your shame hole. You compost it. Oh, you compost it. You know that I think it would work. Except, could you imagine if you're like at a party and like you got you got your butt your butt chamber pot your voluminous butt chamber pot in, and um. You're, you're going. Like, you're doing it. You you don't have to go to the bathroom. You can just go. But you're risking... There's a new gamble and, and, and loss with this one. What if it fills up too much? Yeah, that is a gamble. You know? Because then you're going to have you to know? have a second one on hand. You're going to have to make that swap. And then where do you put the balloon? And also, like... Also, is... Is... Like, if you go to a friend's house... Where you you have to say like, hey bro, I gotta I gotta get rid of this filth. Where's your compost? Where's your? Com- I guess you could say the compost. You can you? I guess you can't sit down. Well, not while you're pooping. No, not while you're pooping. Hmm. <laughs> I think I think we still have to work on the kinks on this. I'm not one. saying you walk around with an empty balloon in your butt all the time. I'm saying you insert one when you need to go. You insert one when you need to go. Okay. I think that's good because I think toilet paper is really wasteful, right? Yeah. And, like, flushing it down, using, we're, we're using a lot of water, but you're still, like, you got that, it's the same problem with dogs. Dogs make a lot of poop and you put the poop in bags and I feel like that's a lot of waste. Yeah. I guess, so then there's just more waste Look, around. you put, we put rabbit shit in the compost. So you're saying that it should just be human shit composts? Yeah, just everywhere all the time. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't see any flaws in this plan. I <laughs> okay. No one ever got sick from shit. No, no one. Absolutely no one. No diseases spread because of exactly what we are proposing. <laughs> Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. Okay. Let's go to Mm-mm-mm. Mulder. Okay, Mm-mm-mm. so Mulder and Scully come into the condominium. Yes, um, and they find the sheriff, and he's uh, Scully. He's on the floor, and he's got te- yes. tentacle marks around his neck. Yep. And guess what, Scully? The doctor has to do. She gotta pull a tentacle out of his neck, and she does an emergency tracheotomy. Oh, mm. with a pen. Oh. Do you know what an emergency tracheotomy is? What? It's when you cut someone's trachea open and you put a straw or a pen or a hollow tube in there so they can oh, breathe. Oh, because they can't breathe, right? Yeah. That happens a lot in the movies and in TV, but I feel like I don't know how much it happens in real life. It happens all the goddamn time on medical shows. Yeah, right? I Do you think because it's just like gory and like, ooh, spooky? Or not spooky, but like death defying yeah and also like i think it happens a lot more in emergency situations so if you have like a hospital with an emergency room Mm. but they don't use a pen no no a pen is more often used on like yeah like crime shows i guess i don't know why they use pens so much because you know how many people suck on those yeah they got all kinds of spit in there oh weird mouth mouth germs and then you put it right up in your trachea just ca- carry a bundle of straws with you everywhere you go Problem no those solved. are illegal now allison those are illegal now paper straws <laughs> 
I'm gonna assert this paper straw right into his. Tra- oh, oh no! It's it's is bending. It's getting too moist. Oh, <laughs> oh no! We can't save him. Well, that's a shame. Why straws? Why? <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So Mulder and Scully get to this condominium, mm-hmm. and they find oh another pair like just the whole hell of a heaping pile of Florida stereotypes here. Oh yeah. Um, he meets, uh, did you write down names? I did not. No. He meets a couple. Well, and um, the man known only is the looter. Oh, yeah, the looter. Okay, this is what, in Florida, this is the three, or no, these are the four type of people you meet in Florida, according to the X-Files. A looter, who is wearing a a loud Tommy Bahama shirt. Hey, (laughs) nice. Um, a quiet Spanish man who is a little bit nervous, a loud Spanish woman who is uh, too feisty, but she's also pregnant, and then a Republican. Yep. <laughs> but, like, he's really leading into it. Oh, yeah. He's like a prepper. It's wild. Uh, he's a gun prepper. He's got some goons. Okay, can you run me through this um, little scenario because we've got all these Florida stereotypes living in one building. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, it's like a Friends episode, kind of. <laughs> yeah, sure is. They all live in an apartment, and wacky things happen. That guy with the guns okay. is such a Ross. <laughs> um, the pregnant woman is such a... Is she a Rachel or is I she a I think she's a, a Monica. Monica. I think she's a Monica, and I think yeah. Her, uh, a- her boyfriend is a... Uh, uh, is a Chandler. Is it definitely... I don't know. He's not sarcastic enough. I was going to call... Maybe the boyfriend is a Rachel? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. a Phoebe. Oh, or a Phoebe. Might be a Phoebe. And the looter? <laughs> the looter. He's a Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a Joey. Um. So... This is this wacky cast of characters we have. And then also the jellyfish. Yeah. Who's totally, who's totally, uh, Janice. Oh, really. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I don't, I, a lot of things happen. Mm-hmm. And I maybe did not pay attention to the timeline of things. Okay. Do you want to just, like, run us down kind of the, the whole scenario it's just a jellyfish that's coming to get them that's it right yeah there's a jellyfish that is moving through any sort of seawater with some exceptions yes and um it so Mulder meets the looter and then he meets the couple and then he meets the gun guy who's like go away I don't want to talk to you and then uh what they do is they get the they get the man the sheriff into a bathtub full of ice yeah and then they why is there salt in there? Uh, because the looter tries so hard to get the man's ring off, the sheriff's ring off, that he knocks the Epsom salts into the tub. Oh. Thus making it, that... I guess, analogous to seawater? That's so Joey. That's extremely Joey. And you know, the the sheriff, he's such a gunther. <laughs> he is a gunther. That's right. Now... So, because the salt water is in the bathtub, it makes the bathtub salt, quote unquote, soft salt water. And then the jellyfish could come and eat, eat this, eat the off- police officer Scully. Yep, they eat him whole. They digest him like a jellyfish. Uh, and that happens whilst the pregnant woman is peeing. Oh, really? Yep. 
Oh, God. And then I missed she, that part. She comes out and she says, oh, because she made, makes mention several times using several different euphemisms about how badly she needs to pee. <laughs> you and me both, sister. Come on. <laughs> You're not so special. Oh, and also the gun guy shoots at his light a bunch. Yeah, because he, he thinks he sees the jelly mans, the jellyfishes, but... Uh, he do mm-hmm. and so they're all come they're all coming to get him and then suddenly uh wait the pregnant woman was monica right yeah suddenly monica's going into labor and scully is a doctor but she's never delivered a baby before and, and Mulder is getting hurt he, i don't know yeah he got uh, his neck wrapped up by the tentacle he got all them stings and so uh scully yeah. wants to go out and help him but the gun guy has a gun to her and he says no and then the woman goes into labor Monica goes into labor. Well, the gun guy says, wait, who was the gun guy? Did we say? He's a Ross. uh, Ross. Ross. Ross says, you know what? If your partner would have, he should have listened to you. Like. Yeah. I mean. Right. Far be it for me to uh, agree with a Republican gun nut, but. Oh my God. This is the first time ever. (laughs) Or a Ross for that matter. Let us join hands. Let us join hands and be together by saying Moeller is a shitty human being who should have listened to Scully. <laughs> Let us cross the floor in a nonpartisan way and I'll say how horrible Fox Mulder is. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the point where like the gun guy Ross he locks everyone into the bedroom be- or into the ho- into the condominium, I guess, and uh, Mulder's outside and he got choked out. Uh-huh. And then he sees the then he sees the kitty. He sees the kitty cat in the rain, and that makes him remember the cat was in the washer, and they were trying to tip the washer over to to pour it onto the seawater so that the monster yeah. would go away. And then at the same time, Scully's delivering the baby, who's such a tag. And then she um she <laughs> tells the she tells uh Chandler, Rachel. He tells Chandler? Rachel um yeah. to shoot the. The, okay, yeah. So the tentacle comes down and grabs Ross by the throat, and then Scully, as she's delivering the baby, tells Rachel to shoot at the sprinklers so that all the fresh water will come down. Yes, that's right. That's right. Because apparently, if you shoot a sprinkler, it goes off. That's uh, in Florida. That's how they set off their sprinklers. Oh, actually. they it's just on and off with a gunshot. That's why they're so into guns rights. Because like, how the hell do you save your house if it's on fire? It's like the how clapper. would you? <laughs> shoot on shoot off <laughs> uh and then we have a we have a cross dissolve and everything's fine and everything's just fine um the jellyfish who knows what happened to it and we go to the oldest man alive again and right? he still sucks he just still sucks except he's like hey Mulder. Like, you should have listened to Scully. And then Scully argues, or the, sorry, and then Mulder, like, argues, no, but I knew it all along. And Mulder's just, oh, he's just being a big dick bag. Mulder is the biggest Ross of all. He is too much Ross, he's like I would say. He's like Ross Prime. <laughs> he's patient zero of all the Rosses. <laughs> and I say this with some pain knowing that that's my last name. Yeah, I know, bud. It's okay. <laughs> oh, and your and your dad's really into bones. I, re- I like to think I'm more of a Chandler <gasps> that I've kind of broken away. I don't know. Chandler is so annoying as well. They're, they're just all, Courtney. They're all bad. They're all 
bad. Why did we enjoy this show? Uh, Because we were young and we didn't know any better. And we also like Seinfeld. And you know what? Doesn't hold up. Nope. Courtney, you know what the only the only sitcom that held up was? The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Two guys, a girl, a and girl. a pizza place. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, truly God's work. <laughs> okay, let's rate it. Not hey, Allison, not Teen Angel. Teen Angel, but I don't think it is that really a, That's sitcom? Not a sitcom. It's more of like a teen. That's a f- calm. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to. I wanted to bring it. But thank you for reminding me about more. my love for Teen Angel. <laughs> Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I can't uh, sleep ever. F- Wait, no. One is I'm going to have a great nap. Five is I'll never sleep. This is a point zero three. Uh The jelly was pretty good, but just made me want some toast, really. Yeah. It was like a weird clear jelly. What do you think it would taste like? What do I think? Probably like seawater. I wonder if it would be like right? gooseberry because it's just like clear. Gooseberry. Mm, or like langoustines. Seawater jelly, that's a marketable idea. Allison, we live in Vancouver. We can market the <gasps> hell out of Artisanal that shit. Artisanal seawater me? jelly. <laughs> Allison, we're going to get a booth at the farmer's market and sell the shit out of that. We're going to sell seawater jelly and chamber pots. You're going to need one to use t'other. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it could be a good diuretic, man. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means, hey, great up, bud, uh, all the way to My Struggle Part 3, which is the worst episode we've watched to date. I'm going to give this a nine. Real bad. This is real bad. I think we knew going into it it was going to be real bad. Only good part was the cat. Mmm. Yes. So yeah, you know what? You're right. Though I did like a, I like the tentacles. They're cute. They were, they yeah, they're okay. And they gave me my <laughs> my gold star idea of seawater jelly. So they sure did. We should we should uh, you know give credit where credit is due. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Allison, I have a personalized follow for you. Yay! Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get affected, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. This comes from OrlandoWeekly.com. Because our favorite stories, this is about Florida, so I think we need a Florida man story. Okay. Don't we? I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Here is the... The headline of this. This is October 8th. Um, a Florida man reported a dead body by carrying the skull into a Publix and using it as a puppet. What? Florida man reported a dead body by carrying skull into a Publix and using it as a puppet. Oh my god. Florida man, no. I had to Google this. Publix are like Florida food and like pharmacy, grocery store. Like a, like oh, a, Publix, safe, like or a P- Safeway. Oh, Publix like yeah, public. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shoppers in a public in Sebastian, Florida, called nine one one Tuesday afternoon after spotting a man carrying around an actual human skull. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, now it is October, so I'd be like, "Oh, that's not an actual human skull, is it?" But it was Allison. Oh my God. Witness Nick Perono said he was using it as a puppet. And it smelt like death. Ugh. 
According to Indian River County Sheriff's Office, the unidentified man who was living in the woods across the street from the grocery store found the human remains in a secluded area away from the camps,、uh, away from his camp, and decided to carry the skull into the publics to report the body. You know what? I mean, as you do, right? Are you sure this wasn't just like a really extra theater production of Hamlet? It's like improvs everywhere. Visits Florida, and they just—they <laughs>、oh, no. just like random Shakespeare's in grocery stores, and it's just a horrible misunderstanding. Oh God! Sheriff office, office spokesman Thomas Rollin told、uh, WPBF—I guess that's the news organization—he had put the skull on top of a trash can. Over there, because he wanted to tell someone to call the sheriff's office. Once the deputies arrived, the man led them to the body, which had not been identified. To this point, investigators have yet to determine the cause of death. Reporters say, "So it's very insidious. Like insidious that, like, hey, I found a body. Um, maybe you should check it out. Maybe no one listened to him. Maybe it's a boy who cried wolf situation. Oh yeah,、so、maybe he、do. finds a lot of quote unquote bodies." <laughs> You gotta see this body, and they're just like, "That's a deer, sir." <laughs> and then they, so I guess you just gotta, you gotta bring a skull in once in a Sometimes while. Sometimes,、right? if you want to be believed, you gotta bring the proof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's your Florida man story for the the day. Thank you. It's like、um, nectar. FloridaMan.com is great because it has all the Florida man stories you could ever want.、Uh, my personal favorite, one sec, is. Um, and I maybe we'll save this one for next time. Florida man driving car full of stolen mail crashes into a trailer full of alpacas. Oh what? No. <laughs> no one was hurt except for the alpacas. What?、Uh, and my personal favorite: naked Florida man drinks two liters of vodka, burns down house, baking cookies in a George Foreman grill. Well, that's just a regular Saturday. I just I just really want to know if that. You know how you can do that in a George Foreman girl. Baking and cookies. If you can, yeah. Oh, you defo can. <laughs> Florida man, you you all about something? You got it. Florida man's on that hustle, right? Okay,、uh, it's time to do predictions. I think. Yeah, it's my turn to predict. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Okay.、Uh, first, before Allison, we get you to predict. Let's、mm-hmm. go over points. Okay. I want to say I'm at two and you're at one. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I think I predicted that. They would not have. This was a bottle episode, and they weren't going to mention anything that happened previously. Uh huh. So I get a half point. Correct.、Uh, I did mention that I thought this was going to be like an allegory for global warming, but that didn't happen. Absolutely not. So I only get a half point. So I'm at two and a half, and you're at one. Allison, episode six. Nope,、oh, nope. Episode fourteen, season six. Mon. Monday, Monday, Monday. I've got a pretty strong idea of what I think this is going to be based on the name alone. Does it have an orange cat who loves lasagna? Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ah. 
I think just be, based on it being called Monday, the first thing it makes me think of is the Supernatural episode with, about Tuesdays. Oh. Um, so I think it's going to be a Groundhog Day episode. Oh my gosh. Do you think that's... I remember that episode. That was a pretty good you, episode. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, Tuesdays with the word Tuesday, pick it a poke. <laughs> yeah, pick it a poke. Pick it a poke. Oh my gosh. Okay, well then I'm kind of excited. So this is a Groundhog Day episode. I think so. I think it's going to be the same day over and over and over and over, but only Mulder knows it. But only Mulder knows it. Okay. Do you want... How do you want to break down the points then? Half a point for if it's a Groundhog Day episode. Yeah. And half a point if only Mulder knows it. If only Mulder is aware of the Groundhog's Day or whatever scenario yeah. they're going through. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Nice. Um, Allison, this episode was pretty good, but where can I hear another major cast network podcast that's probably even better than ours? Uh, not probably. Definitely. <laughs> Why don't you try this one right here? I'm Tom Lockney. And I'm Liam Sr. I really like video games and internet culture. And I like movies and TV. And every week we research a true story from our preferred mediums and tell it to the other person. It's super fun and it's great. And even when it gets a little intense, we find the last in it, damn it. Lots of learning, lots of laughter, sometimes bummers, but lots of friendship. Media Majors. Every Monday on the Major Cast Network. That does sound way better than the Double X Files. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> please leave us a review by the way <laughs> <laughs> we need your your help to boost our self-esteem yeah you know it's been hey to be honest to be completely honest you haven't been feeling well these past few months mm -hmm. um i haven't been doing well these last few months and actually currently we're recording separately so we can be in our jam jams and just like lick our wounds and just like be garbage people um, and you know, heal. Yeah. Uh, but watching really shitty episodes, of the X-Files is starting to get to me, Allison. Yeah, I, uh, I feel that. It's kind of, it's like a slog, man. Like it's, I love talking to you, but gee, this is getting rough. Yeah, we could do, we could certainly use some, uh, nice reviews to, uh, pick our spirits up. Yeah. So you can go to your favorite, um, podcast, you know, podcast or thing and like itunes especially stitcher and just write us a review if you haven't that would be wonderful i think that would keep us going and hey if you already have write us another one sure i think you can do that probably right you got lots of pseudonyms i don't see why not <laughs> this is our 151st episode so wow why don't you help keep us going yeah 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 we gotta we gotta beat another not another x-files podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're catching up we're catching up to them uh, and then they're slowing down so we gotta keep going we gotta keep going we'll make it we'll make it uh how else can the space cadets get a hold of us allison space cadets if you want to get a hold of us just to you know say what a great job we're doing or you know talk about your fetish whatever uh you can email us at double x files podcast at gmail.com that's double spelt out d-o-u-b-l-e uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Double X Files and on Tumblr at Fuck Yeah Double X Files. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you, so please reach out. Yes. Um, okay, I think that's it. Mm hmm. Um, Allison, I can't wait to watch another shitty episode of The X Files with you. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. Ah, this headline says, 
Florida man vapes semen. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.